You're listening to The Ripple Podcast. We joke and laugh a lot, but the content itself is serious, sometimes scary, graphic, and always true. This podcast is meant for mature audiences and uses language and subject matter not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Get Ripple, the bright new drink the best. Ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. Uh, nice. Welcome to the Ripple Podcast. Welcome. How was your week? Uh, Pretty ordinary, I don't know. How was my week? Did anything exciting happen? Not really. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. It was your birthday! Yeah, but like, eh. 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 You know. Eh. Eh. Nothing exciting? It was your birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. Do you want to know what I got you? Well, you didn't come to my birthday party, first off. (sighs) Okay, so I didn't know about your birthday party until I'd already made plans. Thanks. Well. I see where your loyalty lies. (laughs) I got you a cool present. Where is it? Give it. It's something that is going to... Let me guess. It's on its way. It's being shipped. It's, you know, it's, you know, COVID is making uh-huh. shipping stuff yep. take a little bit sure. longer. Likely story. No, I'm getting us, um, a, trying to get us into room 307 at the... Glen Tavern? Glen Tavern. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get us a room. <laughs> that sounds romantic. <laughs> I'm going to get us a room at the Glen Tavern for you and me. That's what I'm getting us. Or, and Smokey can come because they're dog friendly. Yay. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so, so fun. Happy birthday, sister. Thanks. When are we going? I was thinking around Halloween. Okay. I, I like almost hit submit on book, but I wanted to talk to you about the date first. Oh, yeah. That's probably a good thing because I think I might be out of town close to Halloween. Okay. So, so we'll figure I it out. Book it. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. We'll do a live podcast. I can't. Or however that works. I don't really know. Instagram, live feed. Go that live. That scares me. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. But yeah. That's. Your birthday oh, present. I'm so excited. I am going to harass the hell out of some ghosts. Well, and I actually looked into doing one of the ghost walks at the Winchester Mansion because one of our listeners was like kind of chatting with us on Instagram. Yeah. Saying like how much we have to go. Mm-hmm. But it's like a six hour drive for us. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to do just like one night. We'd have to make like a big old weekend out of it. Which I'm totally for. I am too. A hundred percent. But that takes a little more planning. Yeah, that's true. But I think that sounds really fun too. Yeah. But I I looked at their website for a long time as well. No, Glen Tavern is going to be so fun. Yeah. I mean, the bar alone there is a good time. I'm excited. And I kind of feel like we need to dress. Like era-ish. Oh, we're going to annoy the people who work there so much. I don't care. I feel like we have to like tip them in advance. I don't. Because we're going to be so annoying. Care. Like what era was that built? Um, Do you know? Well, don't, didn't you listen to my episode that I did on it? You I, don't remember? Yeah, I don't I'm, either. Oh, okay. I, I want to say like the 20s. That's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm envisioning but I don't know but you know it has a lot of history like we could pick any one of the eras that had some crazy shit happen maybe when when what's that ghost name that the man the boy the the I don't remember I, and I did like a whole the, story on it's it it's like on the tip of my tongue um I have no I I'm not even like remotely close to remembering the guy that got shot yeah the cowboy oh Calvin Calvin yes we can dress like 
We can dress either like cowboys or whores. Whores? Whores. Whores. Um, okay, I'm down. Yay. I'm excited. That'll okay. be so fun. Good. I'm glad. We'll have All to right. dress Smokey up too. Um, did you notice my hands? What the hell did you do? I look like I have a one you, giant swollen hand. Your one hand, your right hand looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man hand. I can't even close it all the way. What did you do? I was trying to save a life. Of what? A bee in the pool. Oh. It was alive and swimming. and I do it all the time. I scoop them out and they crawl on me and they fly away to safety. Well, this one was like, fuck you, you big giant whatever you are. And it stung me. It suicided on you. Total kamikaze. And it hurts so bad. I took um, like anti-inflammatory medicine already. And Did you I take like Benadryl or anything? I didn't take Benadryl because I knew it would make me too sleepy. Oh, yeah. That's a good um, point. But I took like 600 milligrams of ibuprofen. That's supposed to help with these an an- things? It's an anti-inflammatory. Oh. So. Well, that sucks. Yeah. It hurts. Good thing you don't have to write stuff yeah well I can barely like lift anything so that's fun what did you make me to drink tonight so we have a drink of the week because we're doing Florida we are talking about Florida today I'm super jealous that you pulled Florida well I put Florida back in that basket because Florida I feel like could be pulled for every category it's okay it's up for grabs multiple times yeah totally fine but I made a drink. I Initially, I looked up the Florida unofficial drinks. Uh-huh. And all of them were like super tropical, fruity sort mm. of stuff. Like what you would expect, beachy drinks. Sure. And I feel like we've had that time and time again. Like mm-hmm. we've only had, what, four now? And every one of them has had like pineapple juice, mm-hmm. coconut, rum. Sure. Like, so instead, I came up with my own drink. And this is a theme drink that goes along with my story. And it is called the Lobster Claw. The lobster. The claw. lobster claw. Do you know what that makes me think of? Rock lobster. No. No. Oh, what? Tell me. Um. Well, it kind of does make me think of that now that it, that's playing in my head over and over. But because it's, I know it's like creepy stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think of um, American Horror. American Horror Story. Yeah. Freak Show. Yeah. I just started watching that oh. again. You did? Yeah. I don't know if I can go back. Did you watch the whole thing, the whole season? A freak show? Yeah. Because I, I didn't finish know. it. I started it way back when it first came out, and I got a couple episodes in, and it was like too gross. But yeah. I don't remember what was gross about it. Oh, there's some definite things that were a bit much. That's well, one with Gaga, right? No, that's Hotel. Oh. Okay, maybe I finished Freak Show then. Okay. I think I, think I stopped watching the season with Gaga. Yeah, I think I started that one and didn't really like it. Yeah. But since it's like spooky season and Halloween is coming up, I'm like, oh, I want to try American Horror Story again because I really loved the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. And since Freak Show was the one that I stopped watching on, I went back and like started watching it again. Uh-huh. So, With Tate or whatever his name is on that season. I, I call him like the name. I refer to him like the name from like three seasons back. Yeah, Tate. I call him Kip. Oh, he was like Kip in one season and he's been Kip ever since. Yeah, he's Tate for me. Yeah, and he's the lobster boy in that season. Right. So interesting that you said that. Oh. So real quick, the drink that I made up, this particular person that I'm talking about drank a lot of whiskey 
So this is a whiskey drink. It's a whiskey. You with take a whiskey drink. You take a vodka drink. No. Oh. Just whiskey. Okay. Whiskey, Seven Up, and a little splash of grenadine just to make it red. Like a lobster. So it's kind of like a Seven Seven, like Seagram Seven and sure. Seven Up. Uh-huh. But I didn't have Seagram, so I used Old Number Seven. Well, and if he was a whiskey drinker, it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Well, he drinks Seagrams, but whatever. It um. works. I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy it. Well, <laughs> I take that back. I'll totally now go buy another bottle of whiskey, but I just do empty bottles of Jack Janos mm-hmm. in the kitchen. All right. So I, my story is kind of long, so I'll just get to it. Let's do it. So my story takes place in Gibsonton, Gibsonton, Florida. That's a fun word to Gibsonton. Say. It's kind of hard to say. Gibsonton. And Gibsonton is located in Hellsboro County, 10 miles south of Tampa. Hellsboro? Hellsboro. Hellsboro. That sounds like a made-up, like, Halloween county. No, it's because I can't pronounce that word correctly, and people make fun of me. Okay, say the word that's, like, where the devil lives. Hell. And then say the word that's, like, a small mountain. Hill. I say it the same. I can't help it. Okay, so on the way here to meet you, I was listening to another podcast um, that I've recently found and really like called Luminal. Luminal. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a story based out of California. And they were slaughtering the names. Oh, really? Yay, I'm so happy you can't pronounce Yanez correctly. And there was another one that was Sepulveda instead of Sepulveda. Yeah, it was Camarillo. It was really funny. I, it just made me feel better that other people that aren't familiar with names and yeah. of towns well, and that's, stuff. Well, that's not even this because I just can't say it the right way. Like the thing that you ring. That, a bell. And then the person whose name. Yeah. So you have a problem with the EI. I don't know. So now that I'm a first grade teacher because I'm teaching my daughter at home every day, okay. that would be the short vowel E or the short vowel I. This eh, is really boring. Eh. Yeah. Bill. Bill. <laughs> Those are exactly the same. Hell. Hill. Oh, those were a little different. <laughs> okay. So this is in Hellsboro. Yes. County. 10 miles south of Tampa. It's Gibsonton. And Gibsonton was once known as the strangest town in America. And it was for whatever reason, probably because it was really a cool thing to be known by. The strangest town in America. Mm -hmm. Well, luckily, they shortened their name to Gibtown, which is like a little slang for it, which Mm -hmm. is much easier to say. And Gibtown was the retirement or wintering home of the traveling carnies. I was like kind of right then. Mm-hmm. So Gibtown was a home away from home for a lot of the sideshow performers in the 10 and 1 sideshows. So a 10 and 1 sideshow is like when you have like a big circus tent and they have like 10 different exhibits and you pay one ticket price and oh, you get cool. to go see all 10. Okay. And that included the Bearded Lady, uh-huh. the Inferno Fire Eater, the famous Grace McDaniels, the Mule Faced Woman. Oh, that's and like. The, I want to see what she looks like. I know. I, you know what? I didn't look that up. The should totally look faced face. woman. Uh huh. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is um, Jessica. Uh, oh in the sh- city. shoot! What's her name? Jessica Horseface. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jessica Horse. That's so messed up. I think she's beautiful. What's her name? Oh my gosh! Why is this so hard for me right now? Not Alba. Not Simpson. No. 
Oh my gosh, if anyone's listening to you right, they're screaming at their speaker right now. Why is this so hard? Mule face woman. (laughs) That's where you left off. Yeah. So, and other places, obviously, like these people who participated in and performed in freak shows would have been met with like all kinds of social rejection and just been laughed at and pointed at and mocked because people are terrible, horrible people. But in Git Town, they are treated as average people because they all just bonded on having this kind of nomadic lifestyle as being traveling side Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh my God. That's why. Because her first name is Sarah, not Jessica. Jessica. I knew there was a Jessica in there. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. The mule-faced woman. I think she's super pretty. You said it. I didn't say well, it. Well, I know a lot of people that say that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So in 1949, the famous Al Tomaney. Tomaney. Uh He was an eight and a half foot tall giant. <gasps> Whoa. Yep. Eight and a half feet? Mm-hmm. That's so huge. With 22 inch shoes. Holy moly, what was the size of his? I don't know. I don't think they even go up that high. It's like you're not even in a shoe size anymore. You're I just wasn't 22 talking inches. about his shoes anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So he retired from the road and settled in Gibtown. The giant and his wife, guess how tall she was? Um, Her name was Jeannie. 5'1". Try two foot no she yep. wasn't his two foot white tall wife Jeannie built Wait, were they like really like a couple or was that like part of the sideshow no they were really a couple because they were retired by this time oh so my she gosh. performed as the half girl oh that's a horrible name it's the sideshow. It's I the know. freak show. I know. They're- and I'm not saying that to be mean and insensitive. That's literally what they considered themselves. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, what they made a living doing. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't an insult to be called a freak. It was an oddity. Like, you were different. That doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. I'm sure there's a shit ton of people who just, like, harass them and call them terrible names. But that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So Well, it was a different time, too. People were a lot less kind. Yeah, and while I was, like, reading this stuff and and learning about all of this, the history of the freak show in the U.S. and everything, if you think about it, it's kind of like, and this is going to sound terrible, but, like, I mean, now we see all kinds of images on the Internet. We see things on Google. We see things on Facebook and Instagram and everything. So back in this era, when you didn't have that instant access to these things that were different than you, you would be much more interested in going and seeing like, oh, that's different. That's unique. That's, mm-hmm. you know, It's odd. a little bit scary because it's different. Yeah. But you're getting almost a, a quick education of like mm-hmm. what it is to be up close and personal. Right. And I'm sure people weren't going there for an education, but it was no. just like, this is something different. Let's go see it. Mm-hmm. By the way, I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, the topic I pulled was medical oddities. Oh, right. So a lot of these people had unique medical conditions that made them different and gave them this path in life. Mm -hmm. All right. So I forgot where I was. Oh, okay. So Half Girl and the Giant. They they opened a trailer park and a fishing camp that became legendary among Tampa Bay fishermen called Giant's Camp. And Al and Jeannie were known as the world's strangest couple. And for many years, 
Al served as Giptown's police and fire chief. Whoa, that's so cool. Yep. And the giant continued operating his fish camp until his death in 1962. Does it say how old he was when he died? Nope. I bet he wasn't that old. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people who have the gigantic issues like tism. that, mm-hmm. they die young, unfortunately. But bless you. Like okay, Andre so, the Giant. Yeah. Well, he, if you can cut this out later if you want, because it's kind of boring. But like, so he moved there when he retired from the sideshow in 1949 when he got married and he didn't die until 1962. Oh, that's quite a while. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So in its glory days, Gibb Town had a post office in the county that had special lower counters to accommodate for all the little people or what they called midgets. Mm -hmm. The midget shelf. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so the local fruit stand was operated by the famed Helton Siamese Twins. And at the Showman's Lounge, the late Melvin Burkhart livened up the crowd by hammering six-inch spikes into his nose. And Melvin was known as the multi-talented oddity, human blockhead. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole place was just wild. Like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine if you're just like... Back in the day, you don't have a GPS. You have your roadmap out. You need to stop. You're trying to get to Tampa. You pull over in this town. I would be a little scared. I would be amazed. I would love it. I think it would be so fun. Whoa. Does it say, because I'm intrigued by Siamese twins, does it say how they were connected? Uh, It doesn't, but I've seen pictures of them, and they are connected kind of a Above the waist, so I think their lower body, if I remember right, is like one, and then they like divide, Split. kind of like uh, Brittany and Abigail, uh huh, kind of like that. I think that's why I'm so like intrigued by them because of Abigail and Brittany. Yeah, yeah, they're super fascinating. I wonder what they're up to now. They got married to two different people, right? They each got married, correct? I believe huh. so. Interesting. I have to look that up, but I swear I, I heard that. I wonder how that... I don't know. I'm so intrigued. Okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, uh, this is also home to the rubber-faced man. Oh, is he like one of those str- like stretch stretchy arms, people? Strongy There's skinned. also uh, the guy who could like... Uh, the human pin cushion, where he could like stab himself and not get hurt, which I don't know how that works at all. Hmm. I didn't really read up on that. But every spring, the town's population would drop by more than half as the carnies pulled out to travel through the fairs during okay. the summertime. Cool. Uh, Gibson Town may have remained a quaint getaway for the sideshows if it weren't for an infamous man who called the place his home away from home. The Lobster Man. The Lobster Man. Is that what he calls? The Lobster Man, and that's who we're talking about today. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Grady Styles Jr. Great Lobster Man. Grady Grady Styles Styles Jr. Yes. Got it. So Grady was born in 1937 into a family with a long history of ectrodactyly. And that is when the fingers of your hand are fused together, Mm -hmm. kind of like a lobster hand. I've seen someone with us. Oh, really? In like, real life. In real life? Uh-huh. I took a college course, a psychology course, actually. Um, and super cool guy. And I didn't even notice it until he was called to, like, write something on the board. 
and picked they up. They did that in college? Uh-huh. How horrible. I would hate that. <laughs> and yeah, he picked up an Expo marker and I was like, oh, that's different. And I feel like it was only on his right hand and oh, not his okay. left. Well, it can affect people in various ways. It can be on your hands and your feet. It can be as like insignificant as just kind of having bent fingers hmm. or super severe like Grady had where his hands were like if you were to do the the Star Trek live long and prosper oh, that vol- thing about vol- I, I don't know but uh-huh. it's the- like live live long and lobster right I can't do that uh-huh so it was like a lobster claw hand okay. and he had that both on his hands and his feet it was pretty severe so grady was born into his role as lobster boy as his father was considered the lobster man and he was already a traveling sideshow act so it's a heredity yeah it actually went back like six generations Mm. and they together became the lobster family and they would perform in the freak show circuit with the traveling carnival, sorry. Uh, the traveling carnival during the summer months and spend their winters in Gibb Town or Gibson Town, whatever you want to call it. So while they were performing, guess how much money they would make? What Throw year, out a number. What year is this? This is probably in the, the late 30s, early 40s. And this is just the lobster family? Just the lobster family, the lobster duo. Um, $400 a month. Um, Closer to... Fifty to eighty thousand dollars a season. Holy shit! And this was back in like I said, like the forties. That is so much money for three months a year. Holy! Oh, I want to join a freak show, right? What do I have? What can I do? <laughs> what can you do? What Not would a you lot. Do? I could put my entire fist in my mouth. That might be something. You know, I can eat an entire. Taco Bell family meal. Hell yeah. Can we be the Taco Bell eating sisters? The human raccoons. <laughs> Let's be the human raccoons. The human garbage disposals. Yeah. I think we should do that. Okay. Maybe we'll make more money than we do podcasting. Oh, because we're making so much money right now. Okay. Wow. I'm seriously blown away. That yeah. is so much money. Right. So a lot of people kind of thought that it was a little bit cruel to subject Grady Jr. to this kind of lifestyle. But I mean, judging by Rose's reaction, no. I don't think she thinks it's all that uh-uh. cruel. But his father justified it by saying that like he's with this deformity. He is going to be ridiculed regardless of where he is. So he might as well be surrounded by this group of people, like this community of sideshow performers who embrace their differences Mm -hmm. and accept each other and like kind of live as this family together. Um, Not to mention he made a shit ton of money. Right. So uh, another kind of interesting thing that you did, and it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned like, oh, it's kind of educational. And I'm like, people don't go to freak shows to be educated. But... Grady did use it as like a way to talk to people and help them understand how he lived with his deformity. I feel bad calling it a deformity because it really isn't. It's just like different, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. So he explained his condition to people and he demonstrated how he had learned to walk on his hands when he wasn't using his wheelchair because he couldn't walk on his feet because his feet were also lobster claws. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he like he... Kind of like, um, what's his name? Joe from Family Guy. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would like walk around 
without his wheelchair on his hands and he got like ripped like he felt so much upper body strength and his like hands got super strong and he would like crush things with his what he called his claws as like a part of the act uh-huh i'm just gonna keep making lobster no claws i'm with you i know time. like if, the entire time i'm talking to rosa i keep lobster clawing well with we're my italian hands. so we talk with our hands as it is all right so when grady grew up he fell in love and married a carny ticket taker named mary oh, teresa that's really cute yeah, it's just adorable. Just you wait. Oh, no. So Mary was a runaway. She uh, took oh. off from her abusive family oh. and joined the circus. Okay. That's that what, thing- like, like, I feel like a lot in, like, the, I don't know, maybe 50s. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I'm going to run away and join the circus. Like, remember, that was, like, a thing. It was a thing. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, it's like something that everybody's heard. Like, oh, we're going to run away and join the circus. Well, she really did. So she had a relationship with another carny before she met Grady, and she actually got pregnant. But he tried to terminate the pregnancy by pushing her down a flight of stairs. Oh, asshole. Yeah. So luckily, the baby survived, and she was able to start a new relationship with Grady. So she had, like, a pretty bad experience with, like, abusive relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. So the two had two children of their own, Donna and Kathy. Did either of them have lobster hands? Lobster claws. Mm -hmm. Kathy was born with lobster claws and Donna was not. Interesting. Yep. So Grady seemed to favor Kathy over Donna because she was carrying on the family legacy. So like it was kind of like, oh, we we have somebody born into the business who Uh can also perform. It's the new lobster baby. But don't feel bad for Donna because everybody was equally abused. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, what happened? Well, Grady started drinking. And when he started drinking, he became an abusive asshole to everyone. He was just like this raging alcoholic. And he would drink about a handle of Seagram 7 every day. Whoa. That's a lot. That's like you shouldn't be alive. That's too much. That is so much. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, who knows for sure if that was, like, actually how much he was drinking. But that's, uh, I mean, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. So his drinking combined with his extreme upper body strength. <gasps> oh. And his overall shit personality made him just a dream to live with. That sounds like it. So he would, <laughs> this is like, I don't want to laugh. But, like, just, I, I, I'm envisioning Joe from Family Guy when I, read some of this stuff it makes me like not cry inside but he would frequently pinch his wife and kids with his like super strong lobster claws no and then his claws were also like because it's like a pincher like a claw like he could use it like a club and like oh, beat them beat with people it? with it oh that's not nice none of it's nice and neither is ramming children with your wheelchair oh my god things that he did okay Wait, so he has the three kids uh yeah two of, two his, of his own, own and, and then... one stepkid yes. okay and he abused all of them oh yeah and, his and wife. the wife oh yeah oh just pinching and ramming all around wow yep so Take he would the wheels off of that wheelchair right that's what i was thinking like i think i would just move to a this is so fucked up i'm like move to a two-story house that doesn't have an elevator like you can get away from him. You can go do your lobster thing down there 
And when you're ready when to you're, be nice, then we can hang out again. Yeah. But until then, you're downstairs. <laughs> this is another fucked up thing I thought. But you know, like when you go to the grocery store and they have the lobster take? <laughs> no. You've never seen it. Okay. I mean, like, in fancy restaurants. Right. Any one of them. Uh huh. And they have the little rubber bands. <laughs> But, like, I mean, if you're going to be an asshole, <laughs> yeah, you go on time out. Like, that's just not okay. <laughs> yeah, you need some freaking rubber bands on those claws. If you're not going to play with nice with them, you don't get to play with them at all. All right. So, yeah, he would beat his wife regularly. And a n- very kind and nice thing that he would do is that he would, like, only beat her up on her body, not her face. Oh, so no one knew. Well, yeah, because like she was moving up from the world of ticket taking and she was starting to do sideshow performances herself. Oh, what was she doing? Well, first she became the sword girl. So like the boxes where they cut chicks in half. So cool. She was one of those girls. Uh Uh-huh. And then she became the electrified girl. Ooh, what does that mean? I don't really know. But something involving like sitting in a chair and like zapping Oh, I don't like that one. Well, maybe she could like send sparks out from her fingers or something. I hate that feeling, though. I hate the Brain feeling zaps. of, yeah, I hate the feeling it's of not fun. being zapped. I don't, maybe they just like made her hair stand up, rub uh-huh. a balloon on her. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. So even though she started making money of her own, she still felt like dependent on Grady. And I'm sure like her fucked up relationships with her dad and like previous whatever didn't help her. Because yeah, it sounds she, like men were never very nice no, to her. And she like just kept staying with him. Even after he choked her with his lobster claws. Whoa. He also liked to headbutt people. What? He's yeah. not a goat. He's not the goat man. No, he's lobster man. Okay, and then he did this other thing. Hold on to your vagina. Okay, so have you gotten this far in Freak Show? Oh, where the guy... Yeah, it's the first episode where he's doing the... The, the women like it. Yeah, he, he was... How would you call... You, it's clawing. Yeah, he people. was clawing them to La, orgasm. No, it's got to be like a, a better way of describing that. Is no, clawing pretty clear? Like, does everybody know what clawing mean? Uh, if you're not then you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast because no. yeah i mean he doesn't have hands he has claws, he has claws and, and he's, he's clawing these women to orgasm yeah it's like a tupperware party yes. and they're like going one by one don't be nervous it's your turn and it's they go in with Kip or whatever the hell is Tate <laughs> who is the lobster boy in that season and he like claws them because they have hysteria go back to episode <laughs> right 27 or whatever okay well, okay this, this was not a pleasurable clawing oh, no. experience because he ripped out <gasps> mary's iud what ripped it out oh my Just gosh went in there with the pinchers and what pulled it right out what uh-huh no uh yeah like to be an asshole i I mean it wasn't to be nice oh why i don't know oh that's horrible it's really bad oh let me take another drink 
Yeah, I think we need one after that. Mm-hmm. Poor Mary. Yeah, she's uh, not doing too hot. So after one night of getting, like, completely shit-faced at a show, I guess, like, Grady, like, was so fucked up that he, like, fell off the stage. Um, <laughs> he was, like, pretty pissed off. So he goes back to his trailer where his wife and kids are, and he's, like, just had enough, and he just... He hands his wife 20 bucks and says, take the kids, get the fuck out. Oh, 20 bucks. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So having no place to stay and like $20, Mary calls up her friend, Harry Glenn Newman. Okay. A.K.A. the Midget Man. Okay. Now, that's what he calls himself. I know that's like not a proper term and it's a little person, but that's what he called himself. The Midget Man. And he was known to the carnival as the world's smallest man. How tall was he? I don't know. I tried to look up pictures of him because like he's a kind of an important role in the story, but I couldn't find any. I don't know. It was weird because the giant's wife was two, two feet, yeah. two feet tall. I'm surprised that she didn't hook up with him. Well, I don't know. They, I mean, they might be different, different carny circuits. Well, and opposites attract. So and just because they're both little people doesn't mean that like they should be together. Yeah, you know, explore differences. I love it. And Mary sure did. So Harry took Mary and the kids back to his mother's house in Ohio to get him away or get them away from Grady. He just like took them under his wing? Uh-huh. Oh, that's really nice. Yes. It was, he's a really nice guy, you know? Um, meanwhile, Grady decides to file for divorce. Good. And also file for full custody of the kids. Nope, not good. No, not at all. And I don't know how it works in Florida, but apparently like the person who files for divorce has like more say in that or whatever at the time. So he got full custody. No. So while this custody battle is going on, a new love emerges and Harry moves out of the friend zone and and into the into the Mary zone. Harry and Mary. Harry and Mary. Together at last. Mary gets pregnant and has a little baby and because yeah, her freaking IUD was ripped out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if he if she told uh, Harry about that, but might have been something to disclose. But Grady too had a new love and a new baby. Oh, when he re- remarried a carny named Barbara, who matched the Lobster Boys shot for shot in their drunken debauchery adventures. What was her? I don't think she had any special powers. Oh, she was just like a worker, maybe? I think she just was. Maybe she like spun the cotton candy. Mm, that's a fun job. Yeah, that would be that would be a fun t- job, but I don't know. They just got drunk together. Okay. So Mary gives birth to a son named Glenn, and Barbara gives birth to the newest member of the lobster family, Grady Stiles Third. Mm. <laughs> what? I mean, just keep going. Did okay. he have lobster hands? He did. Yeah. Okay. He was the newest lobster family member. So now Babs and the lobster boy are out gallivanting at the bars all the time. And they leave Donna to watch the younger kids. And Donna she, is who? Donna is Mary's daughter. Mary, From the previous marriage. No. Oh. Mary and Grady. I know we need like a, a family Flow tree. chart. So their oldest daughter, and she was the one who was born without the lobster claws. Okay. Okay. 
So she's like basically built in babysitter. Mm -hmm. So when they're away, she has to watch all the kids. And when they're home, he's beating the shit out of her. Fantastic. Yeah. Lovely. So eventually she gets like really fed up with this, which, yeah, I understand. And she decides that she wants to run away with her boyfriend, Jack Lane, when she turned 17. And this is now like we're spanning a lot of years because now it's 1972. Okay. Just keep that in mind. So Grady, of course, loses his shit, probably because he's like a super control freak and she's now out of his control. Mm-hmm. And he starts threatening her, saying like he's going to call the police. She's a minor. I mean, she can't just take off. Um, she's He starts threatening to kill the boyfriend. Yeah, but wife, his old ex-wife left at 14. So... Yeah, but I mean, that's logic. Right. But so she's 17. Let her go. Well, he wanted that control. He just wasn't going to let it go. So Donna, determined to like get the fuck out of Monster Hill House, lies to Grady. And she has like this plan. She's going to tell him that she's pregnant and use that like as a way to convince him to let her marry him. Okay. Which actually worked out because he went ahead and approved it and like signed off on the papers so that they could get married, probably because he didn't want a freaking baby to take care of in the house. Mm -hmm. So they start planning for this wedding and they decide that they're going to have this small ceremony at the house and Grady even gives Donna some money to pay for a dress and some like food and decorations for the ceremony or whatever. Okay. So the day before the wedding, everyone's setting up the decorations and Donna and Kathy leave to go into town to pick up like, I don't know, food or something. Those are the two sisters. Those are the two sisters. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, Jack is helping set up stuff and Grady says like he wants to have like a a heart to heart talk with him. Like you're going to marry my daughter. Mm -hmm. We need to sit down and talk over some stuff. So the girls aren't in the car for a minute before they hear a gunshot. No. And of course, knowing that their dad is batshit crazy. Oh my God. They turn around and go back to the house. And when they do that, they see Jack walking out of the front door, stumbling, holding his stomach. Ugh. And he says, he shot me. Grady then puts his head out the door and says, I told you I'd kill him. Oh my God. And that's when Jack falls to the ground and dies. Oh, on his wedding day? The or- day before his wedding. 17 years old. Okay, please tell me that someone took Lobster Man away after this. And that's the story of the Lobster Man. Shut up. No. I'm like okay. halfway through. Oh. Um, so I'm really stressed out. Grady, like he doesn't try to lobster his way out of there. He doesn't try to wheel away. Or I like, can't believe he died. Jack? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yes. Because like imagine like all of his family is going to be there the next day too. Oh, it's like this horrible man just shot him. Yeah. So Grady, he willingly goes with the police. He gets charged with murder he is out on bail. He contacts an attorney who I guess like works with the circus people or whatever. And he goes to trial. And while there, the attorney creates a story about how Grady was actually the victim in this case. No. Claiming that Jack was abusive and offensive towards Grady. No. And always ridiculed him for his disabilities. 
He claimed that Grady just couldn't take it anymore and he couldn't see his daughter going away with this abusive man. And he shot him just out of pure emotion. Didn't anyone else give a testimony at that trial? Apparently not. Ugh. Because he gets his away with it. Sentence was reduced to fourth degree murder, which I think is like the same thing as manslaughter, pretty much. And the attorney also argued that putting him away in a state prison would be a cruel and unusual punishment for somebody as disabled as Grady. You can't just put him out in a prison. That's just messed up. So, you want to know what he gets? Yeah. Probation. No, for murdering? For murder. He gets probation. Mm -mm. Doesn't even go to jail. Way to go, Florida. Yeah, thanks, Florida. So Grady goes back to the sideshow. And eventually, Kathy and Grady III join the Lobster Act. And Mary and Harry introduce their son to the freak show life. And since he wasn't born with any natural superpower freak show abilities, he trains himself to become a human blockhead. And eventually, even Donna joins the carnival with the family no run away the daughter whose freaking fiance got murdered murdered, is now working in the carnival with her fiance's murderer no she joins as the gorilla girl what does that mean that's when a girl turns into a gorilla (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i'm like what the hell is a gorilla girl i had the very same thought i'm like what the hell is that and i had to look it up there's YouTube videos of it. I just heard like going, ah, 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 ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best gorilla. It's like this weird thing where she's in a cage and they're, it's like a light trick. So they're like flashing strobes on her. Okay. And then like slowly she gets like more hair on her and then she turns into a gorilla. Like a magic trick. Like a magic trick. Huh. Woman into gorilla. Okay. So fun times. All right. So you think that Donna's like absolutely insane for going to work for her her dad. But what's even more insane is that in 1989, Grady convinces Mary to remarry him. (gasps) What? I thought she was with Harry. Well, apparently Harry and Babs were put on the back burner because Grady and Mary got back together. No, Mary. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you, Mary? And so he swears that he's going to quit drinking and that he's a changed man and things are going to be different this time and blah, 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 blah. And that lasts for maybe about two weeks. Ugh. And then he starts drinking again. And by this time, Kathy is pregnant. Holy moly. Yeah. Birth control, people. This is like an entire family history of multiple generations that I'm telling you right now. Whoa. But Kathy's pregnant. She's seven months pregnant. And she is hanging out with the family, doing their circus thing when Grady is beating the shit out of Mary per use. And she decides to intervene. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Rewind. Intervene. Okay. And while she's trying to protect her mother, her dumbass drunken father hits her and knocks her out of her wheelchair. Oh, she's in a wheelchair as yeah, well. Yeah, because she had hand, hand and feet, feet claws. Uh-huh. 
Um, and she, this is a quote from her. She said, I told him, you prefer the bottle to your family. And then he started hitting me with his fist. He hit my arm, then my jaw. Then he hit me to the point where he knocked me out of my chair. The next morning, her womb started bleeding, but she didn't say anything. Quote, you didn't dare tell. The beatings would only get worse. Oh, jeez. They're living in fear of this man. Yep. So within hours, she was rushed to the hospital to have an emergency C-section and delivered her daughter, who also had lobster um so that she delivered at seven months okay because so early. he beat the shit out of her yeah that early set her into early labor yeah so the beatings continued to get worse they were more severe than ever and mary either being just could not leave him for years so after about three years she starts telling people that she needs him gone good finally wake up she starts to pocket the cash that she makes from the sideshow and she she pays her blockhead son to have grady killed hey that's like a thing from that old comic snoopy blockhead hey blockhead hey, blockhead oh i was thinking archie and blockhead i think it's charlie brown that lucy yeah lucy calls charlie brown a blockhead oh are you gonna watch charlie brown and the great pumpkin i do every year i love it there's a whole like 30 days of october halloween movies that i want to watch on what i'll text it to you I'll, we'll post it on our oh, instagram is it just like a list that somebody made uh-huh and like 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 Hocus Pocus and The Nightmare Before Christmas and Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. I'll, I'll text it. I'll po- okay. We'll post it on Instagram. Casper. That's a great. Oh, super cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Definitely need to post that because I, I want to know for sure. Okay. All right. So Blockhead takes the money and he hires his 17-year-old classmate and neighbor, Chris Wyatt, to kill Grady. And that's as far as the planning went because Chris just took a gun. He walked over to Grady's trailer while Grady was watching TV. Apparently, Grady turned around and said, get the fuck out. And that's when he was shot in the back of the head. And who hired him? Uh, Mary's son that she had with the first husband no, or the first. No, the midget man. Oh, my gosh. This is baby daddy number three. Okay. So this is Blockhead, who was about 17 years old. Uh-huh. His name's not Blockhead. No, I don't I know. remember his name, but that was like his His, his, his sideshow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hires another young. Wow. So Mary put up with this for years. If her, if that baby was 17 at the time, Mary put up for this with this for like, what, 30, 40 years? Um, yeah. So like when they got married, it was back in like the 60s i want to say and now we're into the 90s wow so that's a really long time okay so her i mean son she was with the nice guy for a little bit but she just like went back to oh so so her son is trying to protect her is what it comes down to right so they didn't do a great job of trying to cover this up because very soon after they were all arrested and charged with the crime so wyatt the guy chris wyatt the guy who actually Pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. He was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 27 years in prison. Why didn't he just say that Grady was harassing him and whatever? Well, I don't know. He wasn't a lobster man. 
I guess. Harry. Uh, oh, that's his actual name. Harry Newman. So Harry II, blockhead. He was given life in prison for his role because he hired the hitman. Okay. Which like, yeah, I mean, you can't go and hire people to like kill Off people. somebody. But it's kind of crazy that he got more than the person who actually did it. Mm-hmm. And then Mary. She got 43 years in prison for conspiracy to commit murder. That's not okay. I don't know. It's Why not, do you say it's not okay? Because that was her. I mean, it wasn't her only way out. And she, well, she also didn't necessarily tell her son to do this. Right. She didn't say, hey, here's a whole bunch of money and go hire somebody to kill my husband. No, I think that's exactly what she did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, maybe then she did have a little part in it. But maybe she felt like that was the only way out, and which is not OK. I get it. There are other ways out. I don't know. That's the defense that they used. They totally said that like she was abused. She had this battered spouse syndrome. That was the only way out. But as you and I discussed earlier in this episode, there are stairs. Mm -hmm. There are wheelchair locks. Mm -hmm. There are rubber bands. There are divorce lawyers. There are moving out of state like she did previously. So Mm -hmm. like, is it really the only way out? Probably not. No. Uh, is this like super insensitive? A little, but it's all right. But like, it's, come on. No, you can't he was just an ass. kill somebody that you can leave. Yeah, I don't. And know. She, and the thing is, she did leave him once, right? And she, she did it once, and she could do back. it again. Not that that means you're asking for it. Not no. at all. But like, you can't just kill somebody because, or have somebody killed. Mm-hmm. Like that's not an immediate threat to your life. Now, if he were like lobster choking her and she had a gun and, and then shot she him. had a gun and shot him, that it, would be a different story. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way it went down. No, it was definitely something thought out. Right. Planned, paid for. Yeah. Ugh. So he should have been in jail. He absolutely should have been in jail without a doubt. I mean, that was like the justice system's fuck up, but. I don't know. That's just the way it went down. Um, He was like an asshole to everyone, as we know. So only a few people showed up to attend his funeral. And no one volunteered to be a pallbearer. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that shows what kind of person he was. It sure does. And that's the end of the story of Grady Styles Jr., the lobster boy. All right. So on to the ripple. So, as you mentioned earlier, American Horror Story Freak Show, the character Jimmy Darling, the lobster boy, was influenced. So, his name was Jimmy? Yeah. During that episode. I do remember that now. Yeah. Jimmy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy Darling was the lobster boy, and his character was influenced by Grady Styles Jr. Really? It really was. And as I found out, which is kind of cool, and we can do this like as a little bonus if we want to do... A little talk about all of the characters from that show because each individual character was influenced by a real freak show performer. Oh, like a real person. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's super cool. Super interesting. So other people from the family, Kathy Styles, who now is Kathy Berry since she's been married, went on to become an actress. 
And you may have seen her in such films as Big Fish. Wait, who, what character is this? What do you like? What character did she play on Freak Show? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the real people. So Kathy Styles, Grady's daughter. OK. The one who had the lobster claws. Uh huh. She became an actress. And she was in Big Fish. Like like an as an actress. Yes. Okay. Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh my God. It's one of my favorites. It is such a good movie. You have to watch I, it. I totally know what it, like the, the picture looks like. Yeah. So he, at the end of the, well, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But she's in it and you should watch it. And okay. it's a great movie. All right. She was also in Firecracker, Carnival, mm-hmm. Sisters, and City Confidential. And she's also been in documentaries, including Medical Incredibles and the Sideshow, Alive on the Inside. Wow. Yeah. So she's pretty well established. And like she's done a lot of things. And her dad didn't fuck her up too bad. Not too bad. I mean, I'm sure he did. And he also fucked up Grady Styles the third. Oh. So Grady Styles the third went on to be on AMC's Freak Show, which was like a reality TV show that they had about... Uh, freak show in venice beach oh okay which is that was like back in 2016 so like fairly recent Mm -hmm. so there still are freak shows around which i was kind of like curious to find out that that still existed so as difficult as life has been for grady styles the third there's one thing that he says he wishes he could say to his father he would say thank you for showing me who not to be and maybe you can appreciate who i became because of that you were a drunken bastard, but you were my dad. Huh. So, like, pretty profound statement. Sure. So, while he was on the AMC Freak Show, and he was a performer at the Venice Beach Freak Show in Los Angeles, he met the bearded lady, Jessica Olmstead. And they fell in love. Aww. He said, the first time I saw Jessica, I was amazed that she could grow a bigger beard than me. Wow. It didn't take me long to know that we were meant to be together. Uh, Todd Ray, who runs the Venice Beach Freak Show, said that Jessica and Grady are a good match. Jessica is bubbly, happily happy. Jessica is bubbly, happy, nurturing, and a fun person with a devious side she loves history especially the renaissance grady is nice caring and just a genuinely good person he loves to play video games and go to comic book conventions and hopefully they're still together i don't know this was back in 2017 when this article was posted so that's really cute though very cute i like that part of the story yeah that's my ripple that's my where are they now been yeah i like it um real quick sources i forgot to tell you at the beginning weird history weird us huffington post new york times wikipedia ap news and all that's interesting huh that was very interesting good i hope so super like mind-blowing yeah, I thought it was kind of like spooky season ish. Ish. Sure. I mean, I guess all of our stories are. In a way, sure. But yeah, that's my medical oddity from Florida. 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 
All right. Well, do you want to hear my last thought and a shot? Last thought and a shot. Last thought and a shot. Do, 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 do. You finished your drink, though. I love that you're you on board with that theme song now. I guess I've had enough whiskey to be OK <laughs> with it. All right. So speaking of freak shows, let me tell you a little bit about a man that covered his face with tattoos and turned his eyes black. But that's crazy uh-huh. like i don't understand the eye How, tattoos yes the freaking needle in your eyeball but the needle in the eyeball to turn your eye black no that's scary like you could go blind well do you want to know what his job was before he got fired in a freak show he was teaching kindergarten <laughs> what uh-huh so this is a little story from CNN, and it was posted on September 28th, your birthday. Hey. So it says a school teacher whose body, face, and tongue are covered in tattoos and who has had the whites of his eyes surgically turned black. That's insane. Said he was prevented from teaching at a French kindergarten after a parent complained he scared their child. Well, yeah. Right. So he's 35 years old, and his name is Sylvan Helene. Helene? Um, he still teaches children from the age of six and up. Oh, okay. They're right. okay with it at Apparently. that point? And he said that, like, after the initial shock, when they see him for the first time, his pupils, not his eyes, but his students, <laughs> see past his appearance. I guess. And this is a quote from him. He says, all of my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they knew me. Uh, He has spent probably around 460 hours getting tattooed. That that's so much money. So much. So much money. He says it's only when people see me from far away that they can assume the worst. He said that last year he was teaching kindergarten um, and in, it was in Paris and the parents of a three-year-old child complained to educational authorities. They said that their son, who was not taught by this teacher himself, um, had nightmares Well, yeah, after seeing him. That makes perfect sense because, yeah, I guess like if you have a classroom, they're going to be probably scared shitless at first. But once they like realize it's a real normal person, mm-hmm. they might like adjust and get over it which like they shouldn't have to that's like a little too much but then you have to consider all of the other kids that he's gonna pass in the halls yeah i mean it's kind of a catch-22 because you want to accept people based on their character rather than the way they look and you should teach children that but at the same time this guy i feel like he's wanting to look scary like, right? I mean, why else would you tie your eyes? Turn your eyes black? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have I don't have any good reason to turn your eyes black. And I love tattoos. Me too. And I don't know. He's he loves his job. He likes being a teacher. But don't you think about that? Well, I mean, I do. I as a teacher myself, like I like picked and chose where my tattoos were going to be because I was, you know, trying to keep them for the most part hidden from my students yeah and I'm the same way like I I don't have any sort of restrictions about the tattoos that I can get in my job but I do know that anytime my tattoos are visible it's probably going to be something that's brought up and I just like don't want to have the conversation so anytime I go into work meeting I put on long sleeves and I just like don't 
yeah and maybe i mean i know that even now it's like what one in three people have tattoos so it's super common it's not that big of a deal it totally shouldn't be but when you take it to that level it's like yeah it's a it's a bit extreme and i know people that have you know sleeves oh yeah i had high school teachers who had sleeves and and there was no problem exactly but he didn't have freaking black eyeballs yeah and it wasn't kindergarten class either right exactly he i don't know he just says that you know tattoos are his passion um but you know he was scaring children so maybe teaching older kids would be better for him anyways but he's got them like i mean we should post this picture as well he's got them all over his face all over his head i mean he's pretty much covered that's so much money that's like all i can think about is like yeah wow unless no i i would imagine if you're that dedicated you're getting some good tattoos from a good artist and if you're sitting in a chair for however many would you say like 460 hours hours that's a lot of money well it becomes an addiction at that point i feel like yeah for sure yeah so i mean kind of a silly story kind of a sad story kind of like a oh huh story but someone that maybe he should take his freak show teaching and he could teach all the kids that go around to the traveling freak show there you go he could be part of it. Lid for every pot. There it is. Okay. You want to pick your theme in state or I, country or whatever? I do. Okay. Let me get the thing. Okay. So let me pick for next week's topic. Your place. It, wait. Topic first or place first? Oh, well, both. What are you doing? I'm doing the place first. So place is... New York. Oh, we're still in the U.S. I'm excited for when we pull, pull a foreign country. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll have to look at our, see if we have any to add. I oh, yeah. Looked. And then the topic is, oh, strange history. Ooh. That might be fun. That's a good one. In for New a, York? I bet there's a lot. I'm sure. It's that'll a be strange fun. strange place. I've never been. Neither have I, but um, it seems like a strange place. Yeah, it'll be fun. I okay, cool. Far. Me either. Okay, New York, strange history. Sweet. Sounds good. All right, we still have our little giveaway. Uh, giveaway going on. We've received a few more emails, so thank you to those of you that have sent those in already. If you're still working on it, awesome. Just get it into us. It doesn't have to be super long. And it can be, again, about anything strange and unusual. We've gotten some very strange and unusual emails. And honestly, like we got one the other day because I've been flipping through them every once in a while. And there's been ones that are like three sentences and it's like, holy shit. And that's hard because it's like, okay, wait, no, you can't leave us hanging like that. You got to tell us the whole story. Uh, but yeah, so thank you to those of you that have sent those in. And we're going to be picking our wheel. Maybe we'll pick our winner at our live show or winners. At our live show. You make it sound like there's going to be an audience when really it's just us. It's okay. Like people will clap. I can have, I can get like a thing on the computer that sounds like people clapping and cheering. Okay. That'll be fun. Or maybe we'll have ghosts clapping and cheering for oh, us. Or us just screaming from the ghosts. So if you do have a story for us, email it to us at the ripple podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RipplePod or on Facebook at The Ripple Podcast. You could message us on either one of those platforms, too, if, if email is a pain in the ass. Like, you could just mm. send us a direct message on Instagram or a message on Facebook. Totally. We just got a message on Instagram the other day. 
um, from one of our, our listeners um, that was just saying, <laughs> they're like, I love you guys so much. You're hilarious. Aww. And little things like that just make me so happy. They're so not saying burn your goddamn microphones. No, no, they like us. That's so, good. And that's a listener in Hawaii. Ooh. I know. So super cool. Nice. All right. So everybody have a great week and we will be chatting with you next Friday. Don't forget to be a fountain. Nah, Jane. Bye. Bye.